Glory, glory, Sacramento. Hello and welcome to the 916 Republic Podcast. I am your host, Zach Winnick. Join in the studio today by two lovely lads, one of which has one of the most adorable little babies by the name of Finley. And that man is named Scott. Scott, how you doing today? And more importantly, how is Finley? Uh, Finley's fine. She came to work with me for a little bit today. So I just like w- wore her on like a wrap that like you would normally see like a hipper, hippie woman wear. I guess people wear wear them now more, but uh, I was totally like wearing her and like yeah. I had to like set some stuff up for uh, a meeting tonight. So I was like moving stuff around and um, she just fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. No, Finley's good. She's eating, pooping. <laughs> I say that. I feel like I say the same thing every time because that's literally all she She's a baby. <laughs> Is she getting close to like moving her head around a little bit? Well, I mean, babies yeah. move their head around, but it's a, like very involuntary. To, like, support her head with her neck. Okay, so how like, long does that take? So, like, for, so first of all, think about this: like, if you hold your arm like above your head, right? Like your entire, yeah. like basically elbow up is above your head. A baby yeah. holds their arm above their head, and it's like barely their palm. Okay, right? we, so their heads are huge. Yeah. yeah. So it takes a while for them to actually support their head. Okay. Um, but no, she's getting. She's pretty strong. She's getting there. She loves to like jump and kick and stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's so cute. She's a kicker. She she is a kicker. Yeah. All right. And also joined in the studio is a man that mm. looks like a beautiful Viking woman. And his name <laughs> is Nolan Gerlock. He's sitting here with a great scrunchie and those yes. golden locks. Nolan, how you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, Zach. I'm uh yeah, just growing out the hair. Yeah. How long has it been though? It's been since la two Thanksgivings ago. Really? Yeah. Twenty Thanksgiving twenty nineteen. So a year and a half. Actually the day before Thanksgiving twenty nineteen. Yeah, a year and a half. Wow. Thanksgiving Eve. Yeah. Thanksgiving That's Eve. That's the last time you got a haircut. Yeah. It was memorable. Twenty nineteen. It was memorable because I was like, oh, I need to get a haircut for Thanksgiving and look all like fresh and now look at me. <laughs> look at me go. Year and a half later. Channeling his inner Viking woman. Yes. All right. Well, I am also doing quite well today. Oh, good. Nobody um, asked you, Zach. <laughs> oh, God. I'm just like, I was gonna, well, I was gonna make a joke about how nobody asked me, but now you just you said yourself you stole my thunder. You just playing. Just playing. You stole my thunder. Well, now somebody has to ask me how I'm doing. I'm just gonna be sad the rest no, of the that was, podcast. That was too nope. funny. <laughs> <laughs> Zach. You know, I do have a question for you, Zach. All right, what's your? Oh, I already know what this. I I feel like I know what the topic is. Okay. Okay. What is it? How's your girlfriend? I uh, knew it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you remember the story of like how like she listened to one podcast? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it yeah. Was That podcast. It was a podcast we did right before Christmas, talking about Christmas presents. And I was like, I have a girlfriend now, and I have to give her Christmas present, but she won't tell me what she wants, and she mm. just keeps telling yeah, me, yeah, I don't yeah. want anything. And yeah. Then Scott was like bs yeah <laughs> and then uh alexis the only podcast she listened to was that one perfect and and that was the first one she listened to it she thought it was hilarious so today me and alexis on alexis's lunch break um because her work is right by my mom's house we went to my mom's house and just like chilled for an hour and ate some food there and my sister was there and we told my sister that story today so wow um yeah what a coinky dink i know what did you end up getting her for for christmas i got her i got her um oh gosh i got her her favorite (laughs) super memorable okay favorite wine (laughs) i got her um i found these like she's always really cold so i got these like they're like really nice fuzzy socks they're like actually really expensive but they're really cool (laughs) and then um they're like reinforced too. They're like the ultimate like Uber 
warm fuzzy socks reinforced are they like yeah weighted? they're like they're like what was so they're like, yeah honestly they kind of like felt like that almost but I know like what you mean actually so like they're yeah like they're like the fuzzy socks and then it's like woven wool on the outside and then they had the little rubber sticky things at the bottom oh like hospital socks yeah nah pass i'm out and i hate those things she wears them all the time she loves them and then what else did i get her i got her Got her a card. I wrote her a letter. Mm, you know, gross. the hopeless romantic yeah. in me. Gross. Um, and then I got her a couple other things. I got her chocolate. Mm. Uh, I oh, I got her a candle. Like her favorite, like scent scented candle. Just big fat candle. Mm. Well, you know what? It's official now. What we're doing for Alexis's birthday is we're gonna put something out on Twitter, and whatever uh-huh. the highest voted thing is, that's what Zach has to get Alexis for his, for her yeah. birthday. I feel like down. I'll do that. I do hear she has a birthday coming up. She does. She has a birthday in a uh, week. And in a half. week? Okay, cool. In a week and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang. Well, when this episode drops, we're gonna post some stuff. Perfect. We, we need a sponsor that like sells girlfriend gifts because it uh, it's not harry's I nolan it's like, like don't ruin that i have that coming up <laughs> this episode of the 916 podcast is brought to you by harry's stop. Razors. no it's stop not giving them free, giving them free advertisement and i don't like i just it. want to talk about shaving my balls with my friends okay you're so weird i don't get that no you just want to you just want to feel like you you have FOMO. You feel like every podcast yeah, they do. is sponsored by Harry's Faces. They Fazers. do. Every podcast I know and not this one. sponsored by them. <laughs> not and they have so you can tell. It's their like most favorite part of the entire episode. Every time they bring up Harry's Razors. Yeah, because they're getting a ton of money, which we're not so funny. <laughs> and we're still like, talking about it. And you're the one that said we have to go at a set amount of time today. You're right. So I'm gonna say I'm doing good. Good. Thanks for asking. Nope. So is Alexis. Okay. We're moving on to the news now. And the first ep- uh first topic of discussion for the news is the US women's national team. Mm. It's currently in the She Believes Cup. I'm not sure when this episode is going to air. The cup may have just finished. At this point, the US women's national team have played two games. One against Canada, they beat them one nothing. Another another one against Brazil, they beat them two nothing. Mm. They look like a powerhouse like they always do they will win this cup um they play argentina as well on february 24th um and yeah they look like a juggernaut as always yeah the thing i saw about the the game against brazil was like you, you know you can kind of tell when the u.s women's national team is struggling with the game well that wasn't this game like they they thoroughly controlled it so yeah. i'm not surprised is <laughs> no. this their new manager's first tournament no, um, he was here for the She Believes. Wasn't that his first tournament last time? It was the She Believes Cup. I feel well, like well, he was. took over in like the beginning of 2020. I want to say, or like okay. the end of 2019. So I think so it was on. the She Believes yeah. Cup. That was his like first big thing. I guess. He's been I, I, I can't. Thing. I can't remember the the timeline yeah. of of when the last She Believes Cup was. Okay. So yeah, I can't either. I was. Yeah. It was. Oh, I, think it I was, was trying to find February. a reason to be interested in this. Cup. I mean, yeah. I, so I guess the reason to be interested is it's preparation for the Olympics. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's like right. an invitational. It's like it's not even really like a tournament. It's but like they invite a, good teams. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, like it's it's it, Brazil's like, very good. Like Canada's a really if England, good. England, Germany, team. Argentina, and Brazil. Yeah. All are like we're gonna play a little tournament. Like we would all on the men's side. Yeah. On the men's yeah. side. Like people that aren't fans of those teams would probably watch because they're right. gonna be good games. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, so it's a good it's a good tournament, and they look like a juggernaut. Um, U.S. men's national team. Not a whole lot of news. Uh, Weston McKinney still looks amazing. Scored again uh, this past weekend or today. He scored today. Yeah. Um, you know, players are playing in different places. <laughs> it, I mean, things are coming along, but unfortunately, Jordan Morris, who was on loan at Swansea City, the championship side. Um, just confirmed he tore his ACL today. So on Monday, the 22nd of February, confirmed that Jordan Morris tore his ACL. Pretty much the worst case situation for Jordan Morris. Well, for Swansea. everyone, really. For Swansea, for Jordan Morris, and for the Sounders, for and for the national Seattle. team. Yeah. yeah, for the national team. I mean, that's like the, the winger spot that Jordan Morris would play on the men's national team is kind of a bit of a weak point. On the on the lineup, I would say maybe not a weak point, but at least like as far as depth, maybe a weak point. It's and not so fullback. It's not. It's no fullback, and it's not. I don't know. Mid midfield's pretty decent too. So yeah. So I mean, it's there, there's some depth that you know you could use Jordan Morris for sure, especially if he's playing championship soccer. Um, so the big blow for everyone involved. Um, our thoughts and player and prayers go out to you, Jordan. Um, now, kind of switch to uh, some USL news. Uh, former Sacramento Republic player Drew Scundrich has officially signed for Loudoun United, which is in DC, mm-hmm. um, which is a USL club in DC, a bottom level team for sure. Well, I mean, it's DC United's reserve team, mm-hmm. so so big big pickup for uh, for loudon um we do we do know his his wife plays over there in dc um so definitely i'm sure that was influenced in his decision to well, I jump mean, that's, oceans that's literally how it was announced was like <laughs> yeah. new power couple in dc <laughs> yeah um so yeah that's um, they so were like, he's over there we wish him luck um and loudon definitely that's a big pickup for them and i think that's only the second like former sac republic player that was on the team last year that's no longer on the team this year that signed with a team. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. There's Mahoney and then now Skundrick. Yeah, Roro's not signed. Well, it's funny. Jeff's not signed. Yeah, so, okay, so that's what I was going to say. Like, the players that people were like, oh, no, like, you should have kept these guys. Like, nobody no. signed them. Chirps, like, nothing. Like, mm-hmm. nothing from BJ. I can tell Roro is, like, trying. Still, okay, so, like, he's he's posting these videos about him, like, taking, like, free kicks and stuff, and he's like, oh, still got it. You know, like, all this kind of stuff. I'm like, <laughs> what? If you've already signed with the team, like, you probably don't, in my eyes, you probably don't post that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah, I agree. I don't know. That could just be me reading into too much, but I like to. I like that. That's just what I like to think. <laughs> your your own discernment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Um, yeah, and so uh, kind of along that vein, uh, as far as like players, Sacramento players, the there was a Facebook live um, with Todd Donovan um, a, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I want to say two weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, and was asked about academy players. And he said that um, kind of three academy players that are kind of on that short list of, hey, we want to see these guys up in the senior squad. Um, He mentioned Diego Ramos, which is kind of no surprise to us. Um, Aris Yang, which we've heard things about. And Juju Chavez, which we um, kind of – he's been a little mum this offseason. Not not exactly sure – what he is as far as like is this a senior level player is this a player that's even coming back um but he was mentioned by uh by todd donovan um as being you know one of those academy players to come up yeah well so we kind of just threw diego ramos in because that makes sense to us i don't i don't 
specifically remember his name being dropped, but I remember Juju and I remember uh, Aris or Aris Yang. So yeah, um, I, that leaves two more guys that you can sign to academy contracts, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, so I yeah, we'll see. We'll see who it is. Yeah, and if if those three guys are signed to academy contracts and two more are, that's twenty three players on this roster. That's a, that's a pretty complete roster. Um, so things are yeah start are starting to definitely come to, together as we gear up for this season. So I just want to kind of round out the news here, kind of finish off the news, give you a little season start update. So the the league is um, looking at uh, starting around starting season around May, beginning of May. That's still kind of penciled in, not official yet, um, but. Training camp starting to take more form and looking to start within the next couple of weeks. The Sacramento Republic have scheduled open tryouts for March 6th and 7th. So that is in there. Um, if you think, you know, you, you could <laughs> crack that roster yeah. on an open tryout <laughs> and want to pay three, four hundred dollars, something like that, two, three, four hundred dollars. Yeah, I think it's like two fifty or something like that. Uh be my guest. Dude. March sixth and seventh. You know, go tell Briggs hi for us. Um, so that's that's kind of that first first thing on the on the schedule, March sixth and seventh, open tryouts. Training camp should start within the next couple of weeks, mid March ish, preseason, early April, and then season starts looking early May. Um, hopefully that'll happen because I'm missing games. Yeah, so what'll probably happen is they'll invite a couple of players to the open tryout that they're already looking at signing, but they're just like not hundred percent sure. Maybe there's um, guys that they have remembered, but they want to get a closer look at. So we'll invite them to the open tryouts, which again are, are two days, right? So you get a two day look at them. And then from the, from the open tryouts, there's going to be anywhere from, you know, two to five, six guys, whatever that they invite to come to training camp, right? Mm-hmm. So they're, they're not signed. They're just going to invite them to come to training camp. And then throughout the training camp process, they'll send them home or keep them. Some guys they might, they might keep throughout the whole training camp. You might see them in preseason games. And then they won't sign, or maybe they play the whole preseason and they go, "Hey, look, there's just no, there's no cap room, there's no, there's no room on the roster, whatever it is, um, or we're just super deep at your position." But if there's an injury or whatever, we're gonna call you. So, um, I personally, like we said, like, I wouldn't expect like a ton from the open tryouts this year. Yeah, we have seen players coming from the past, but it, again, the league is just different. That you're not. You're probably not coming in off the street to an open tryout and uh, impressing. That, that's just that's just my personal opinion. So, and with these dates, like we we are for sure about the open tryouts. It's been told to us by the league that the the start is going to be May sometime. The other ones, the training camp and the preseason, that is, uh, I would say, less confirmable. But I, I did see an Alicia Rodriguez from SB Nation article about that. And it was, and I remember the reading the article and it being worded as like, I have been informed, I, I've, I've been told this, uh, but that's not like been officially announced by the league. So, yeah. um, but these all kind of make sense. There's some teams that are already starting some preseason stuff at the end of LA Galaxy just started this week. Well, I'm talking like USL teams. LA Galaxy 2. That's what I'm oh, talking yeah, about. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Los Dos started training camp this week. Yeah. Well, and that makes a little bit more sense because Major League Soccer starts uh, a little bit before mm-hmm. the usl so um so there's going to be some teams that are already starting so 
I would imagine Sac Republic is going to be around. Yeah. The, and you can look it up, what, what teams have already started. Are we still waiting on our kind of international players' visas? And no, I think that's clear. Here? I, I, w- I would imagine that's I would hope so, because I know there was some, some CBA stuff. Yeah, I have I've, getting in the way. I haven't heard anything. I don't know. Well, hopefully, hopefully they're here. Did we talk about the Major League Soccer CBA that 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 we was like ratified or whatever? Was that that, yeah. that was last episode? Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. It happened. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> it happened. And it went uh, down as everyone kind of predicted it would. So. Well, and that mm-hmm. rounds out the news. Scott, would you like to um, explain what the kind of meat of this episode is going to be? Yeah, so this is normally the part of the offseason. Actually, this is like one of my favorite parts of the offseason. Um, we haven't done a ton of like interviews uh, this offseason, but those are going to be coming. Um, we're still like two and a half months away from the season, so don't worry. Uh, we'll, we'll be getting those interviews uh, scheduled uh, as we get closer to the offseason. But this is the part of the offseason that would normally take place like at the beginning of January where we uh, start to preview some teams. But we have a bit longer in offseason, so we get to um, take a little bit more time instead of doing like three teams a show and then being like, crap, we don't have enough time. So we we choose like the ones that we really care about. Um, we get to do like two teams a show. And uh, what that also means because of this the unique structure of this season, we don't have to do all of the teams in what would normally be the Western conference, we only have to do some of them. And honestly, as we were kind of talking, we were like, you know, we really don't, uh, we really don't feel like doing a preview of LA galaxy two or the Seattle Sounders two, AKA Tacoma is really beneficial because there's so much turnover we've tried to do it in the past. And it's just, it's not fun for us. It's probably not fun to listen to because we're like, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. (laughs) Um, so there's because a, they don't know they because don't know they, they don't know, know. right um the, the first team d- dictates what the second team does so exactly. they really don't know they're so, a farm team so we're not going to do those teams so we're really going to focus on the other california teams uh we're going to focus on uh, the bigger teams in our division i guess right so uh this episode we're going to do nolan's going to do san diego here in a minute and then i'm going to do oakland which preview for oakland there's not a lot there so it's really yeah. going to be the meat of it is going to be as san diego loyal uh, kind of a preview for the season, what we could expect, uh, some big players that were signed uh, or maybe re-signed um, and things like that. And again, we would normally in the past try to do like, a, okay, how does Sacramento ma- match up? Well, mm-hmm. it, for some teams, we could kind of do that. Um, for some teams, we, we just won't be able to tell. So as that is uh, uh, applicable, we'll, we'll do that. So anyway... With, without further ado, with that, we will get into San Diego. So um, the way I broke this down is I just am going to give a quick recap of what the club is, what they're doing, who are the major um, players involved uh, behind the scenes, and then we're just going to get into some off-season uh, signings that they've made and talk a little bit about uh, how we could see them take to the field in 2021. So the San Diego Loyal is managed by the U.S. men's national team legend Landon Donovan, for those who didn't know. King He's Landon. King Landon Donovan. I don't even know what made him so good. Like, I wasn't around. I mean, he was a good player. Yeah. That's what made him good. That's what made him good. Like, I, I was never around the men's national team when he was tearing it up, so I don't have those fond memories of, like, watching the World Cup and, like, seeing him do things that 
I, I hear he scored a goal against Algeria or something. That's yeah. a big deal. Yep. So, yeah. Something cool about that. That was not my generation. Um, he is also unconventionally an, a part owner of the club. So Landon Donovan, Warren Smith, who Sacramento fans may know, and this guy named Andrew Vasilidias, whose LinkedIn profile says he's a DJ, but he's really a Greek real estate mogul. Um <laughs> are the three-part ownership group of the Loyal. They seem to have a ton of money because they are signing really good players this season, and really good players tend to demand more money than less good players. Yeah. So that's kind of what we're inferring here. Um, last year was their first year in the league. They finished fourth in the Western Conference Group B, but had they not forfeited the two games that they did, they would have jumped Orange County and LA Galaxy 2 and actually made the playoffs. So there was a lot of controversy last year. Uh, surrounding uh, racial slurs, homophobic slurs on the pitch against um, the San Diego Loyal players. And so they forfeited two games and as a result, uh, you know, did the right thing, but didn't make the playoffs, which was crappy and which is part of the reason we hate Phoenix Rising very much. Um, (laughs) It just adds to it. Just just adds fuel to the fire. But they're they're a good team. Landon Donovan seems to have them going in the right direction. they played last year predominantly a 442 5-3-2, depending on what phase of the game we're yeah, in. Yeah. Basically uh going for defensive solidity over, you know, pressing high up in the opposition third because they uh frankly just didn't have the attackers uh, to do that job. And so they, they sat a bit deeper against teams. They had trouble scoring goals early on in the season, uh, whether that was because of a squad deficiency or just because COVID was weird we'll never know but they just didn't score a ton of goals early on they came were rounding into form at the end of the season they kicked Phoenix's tail end in Mm -hmm. 45 minutes before they forfeited Mm -hmm. um and so they were looking really hot when it was uh when they needed to um and in the off season they don't look like they're slowing down at all so with that I'll just get into um the three signings that I think are going to be key for uh San Diego Loyal and then talk about two guys that they've retained in the squad um that i think are gonna give us a good indication of how they might um be evolving into the league this this year in 2021 so first we i think we've talked about this guy i believe on the show before he was he worked with mark briggs at the real monarchs um jack blake he's a defensive midfielder um he won the western conference with the monarchs when they had their dominant um era in the late 19s 2019s and 18s okay um yeah it was six months that's a way to say that (laughs) they were were good for six months back Uh, in the day but long story short he's a very good very dependable defensive midfielder one of the best in the west and so um the fact that he is going to san diego says something about their intentions their investment group um yeah the quality of player they're bringing in they also are bringing I'll, i'll just run through these real quick and then we can talk about it because i'll pose a question to you guys sure um okay they also signed cory herzog many of us know cory herzog reno. very good forward for reno reno folded um and san diego snapped him up um and they made a signing at center back as well thomas i'm gonna try to pronounce this van kayazil van kayazil he's a center back he won the usl eastern conference with pittsburgh in 2019 um, and then they had made a deep run into the playoffs in 2020 Dang. as well. Some He's good center backs. There. Really, really good. Looks to be replacing Emra Clementa because it doesn't look like Emra is coming back. Yeah. As hmm. far as we know. Okay. Um, 
And so that's huge. And then they re-signed Jack Metcalf, who was their, um, he was, they played a back three and he was their, if they were in a low block in a four, four, two, and then they would transition into attack. He was the marauding like defender that would go up and go into the midfield and then maybe overlap and go up on the wing, uh-huh. provided a lot of assists, six, six in 15 games in 2020. Um, so that was a big retention for them. And then Charlie Adams, who was more, who's more of a sit of an eight, like a box box midfielder than a defensive midfielder. But, um, with the stacked midfield that they were playing, uh, in 2020, he had less license. It sounds like to, um, to play the way that he wanted to play. He had to do more of a defensive role. And with Jack Blake coming in, it sounds like he may be freed up to play, uh, play more, uh, in in all phases of the game and allow Colin Martin, who we've talked about on the show before as well, to play more as a true attacking midfielder rather than uh, contributing, doing a lot more work uh, deeper in the defensive half. And so my question for you, Scott and mm-hmm. Zach, is do you think Landon Donovan is making this team play? Uh, does he want to adopt a more modern football approach and play more like attacking style of play or whatever that means uh and if so what makes you think that i guess is my question well i think just looking at this roster and the people that he's brought in and the people he's retained i think it the foundation of the team to me seems more of a hey we're gonna defend first i think there's been a lot of investment into the center back rotation and into the defensive midfielder rotation. So, um, but at the same time, I mean, they they have good forwards as well. Like I I just honestly think this is one of the better, more well-rounded teams in the league, at least on paper, like they need to take a step up this year, but even last year they were, they were a playoff team like, Mm -hmm. and, and they could have made a run and it wouldn't have surprised me, you know? So, Mm um, I honestly think, I think Landon's, culture and what he wants is that hey we we play tough we defend well and we play as a team and i think rolling into this season they're gonna have a bit of a chip on their shoulder just because of last season and they should have been in playoffs but they took a stand felt they did the right thing and i just think that that creates you know camaraderie mm-hmm. but you know and chemistry in a team and, and so yeah i think they'll be if anything maybe a team that defends first but definitely a pretty well-rounded team i don't know what about what about you scott what are you thinking yeah so the the their problem last year at the beginning of the season was they couldn't score Mm -hmm. uh they were good defensively they had uh, an idea of how they wanted to to defend as a team and uh they they just couldn't both create chances they struggled to create chances and then when they did create chances they had struggled finishing so their solution to that was bring in like three forwards during like the halfway point of the season uh, and one of those guys is ruby rubin who just happened to be really good and then now he's playing in major league soccer with rsl so uh i i think with rubio rubin being gone they are saying okay well we have to address the center forward position so their solution to that was to bring in Corey Hertzog, who scored, you know, as Nolan has it here, played for Reno for two years, is 18 goals a season in 2019, five goals and three assists in 2020, which, again, if you double that, 
It's a good return. And he was playing he was playing more as a second forward yeah. this past season. Um so as your second forward to get ten goals and six assists, yeah, that's pretty that's a pretty good return. Um so I <laughs> I just saw your note about he doesn't like the red Gatorade. I remember <laughs> that. Yeah. Um so to sign that guy that you're like, yeah, he's scoring minimum thirteen goals this year, th- that's a smart signing you had to probably pay him a little bit because he's been so consistent um you know like if there's a a team that's contending for whatever whatever they think they're contending for and they have money they probably wanted to sign Corey Herzog because Mm -hmm. Reno folded so San Diego was that team that's just a smart signing you didn't have to overpay for him uh but you are having to pay him as you were talking about they're they they're bringing bringing in good players same with Thomas Van Kayazio I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's the same thing. If there was a team that was like, we're one center back away from having an elite team, uh, then you go, you tr- you go to try to get this guy. Um, it's it's just what you do. You go to the best defensive team and you take their best player. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was definitely uh, Thomas last year. <laughs> so uh, that's just a smart signing. Jack Blake again, same thing. He's he was on a bad real monarchs team i think he's 25 or 26 yeah he's so he's getting he's not old but he's getting to that point where he's like okay i want to be winning now he already won with the real monarchs but they're probably a couple years away from getting back to that point because they've moved so many guys up to the first team so he goes and takes the money from san diego uh and i think he and charlie adams are probably more similar like they can both play the six or play the eight so i, I think i could you could see rotation uh, uh, there. So I, I don't know if they'll necessarily be like defend first. They could just be like a Phoenix. Like they'll, they're just going to be a good defensive team because they have good defensive players. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to be as goal dangerous as Phoenix, but with Corey Herzog, they will be yeah. uh goal. But who is? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but with Corey, I think with Corey Herzog and the pieces that they have, which I can't remember off the top of my head who they already have, but um, with the pieces that they already have with Corey Herzog, they won't be goal dangerous. They'll be goal, uh, I don't know, slightly less than dangerous, <laughs> whatever that word is. They'll they'll be goal Above like average. yeah. They'll be goal intimidating. We'll say like they'll be go. like oh man, they could score like it, it's like Reno. Like Reno could yeah win one zero or they could win like six zero. Like it'll it yeah. fluxes right. Um, that's kind of how I see their style of play now. Nolan and I were talking for a little bit before. And last year they did play a lot of three at the back. They did play some four at the back. Um, I could see them transitioning more, uh, playing a bit more four at the back, just because you maybe they understand uh, Landon Donovan's system a bit more, so they can get a little bit more uh, complicated and take that defender out, put him in the midfield, right? So you uh, you upgrade out a center back position, and then you sign Jack Blake, and you say, okay, this is now our new midfield three. Um, or are we have, you know, three midfielders that can all play the six and the eight really well. And we're going to have good attack, all that type of stuff. Like you can get a, you can take a bit more risk because you have your defensive system locked down. So you have that right back that you're, you're solid at. You have that center back that you're solid at. You have that number six that you're solid at. Um, that's, I could see that happening more and more. And then if it doesn't work out, you, you just go back to your, your three at the back system and it's, it's fine because everyone already knows it and you're just upgrading at key positions. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what I could, what I could see, but yeah, I, you know, well, who knows? We'll see. They have some, they have some good pieces. The only thing that made me think they might be going more to like a four, three, three, four, two, three, one, 
more possession, more uh, pressing in the in the attacking third, right immediately after losing possession, is because they made these signings in midfield with Jack Blake and then keeping on Charlie Adams. I think that that's going to allow them to do a lot more further up the pitch and not have to stay so defensively compact. But we're running out of time, so let's yeah. speed through Oakland routes. Well, just first of all, just last thing, Nolan. Yeah. Um, should Sacramento fans be concerned about playing San Diego this year? Oh, absolutely. They should have been concerned last year. They were lucky. Yeah. They San Diego were in the group of death last year. Like that yeah, was. Yeah, they were. Yeah. There was no. But all five of the teams in San Diego's group deserved to group make the B, playoffs. I believe, it was Group B. Yeah. Yeah. Orange so, County. Los uh, Phoenix. LA Galaxy Two. Uh, the whatever these guys are. The loyal. <laughs> and then. <laughs> The fifth team I'm forgetting. Uh, uh, was it Vegas. The, it was a Vegas. Yeah. yeah so maybe yeah. Vegas, Vegas could have dropped the odd man maybe out. Maybe Vegas. Oh, Vegas. dude, that was a news thing we didn't talk about. Vegas might be bought by LAFC, and they're going to be like oh, LAFC's yeah. two yeah. team. That's a and they're going to like train in LA and then just drive to Vegas to yeah. play their games. That's just yeah. like that's not news. That's like the Ve- that's like Vegas. That's yeah. That's like, like I, I would Vegas expect nothing Vegas. less. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Vegas money drops. Yeah. Um. Llama drops. Yeah, no, you're totally right. And they did that in an expansion year, yeah, which is impressive. And another expansion team we're going to talk about right now, the Oakland uh-huh. Roots. Who the hell knows? That's what I wrote <laughs> down. Um, so they have a new coach. Uh, their coach last year was oh, – oh, man, I'm blanking on his name now. Um, but he uh, he's now their technical director, so you could maybe see the same things or you could see something completely different. Who knows? Um, but their new coach this year, Dario Pott. Uh, coached all over the world, most recently for uh, the Wellington Phoenix in the Australian A-League. He was an assistant there uh, and is now with Oakland. Uh, I have absolutely no idea what type of football he plays. <laughs> because uh, Australian So football. I was looking kind of like his coaching history. Um, so he coached a team in Bosnia. Can't watch that. No. Uh, he coached a team in the Dutch second division that moved up, got, that got promotion, and then stayed up. I think he was an assistant or maybe the head coach there. You can't watch that um australian a league i'm not going to watch that yeah um and it's from last year so i don't even know if i could Uh um so i have absolutely zero idea about this guy um so a couple of their bigger signings uh tariq morad a central defender he's been in the league for a while he's played on some good teams was with louisville when they won titles and was with tampa bay who might have won a title this year if they didn't get the final canceled um and he's now with uh Oakland, that seems to be a very good signing. I, I like that signing. It's He's experienced. And not just experienced, he's winning experienced, which that's what you want from your your anchor center back, right? Mm-hmm. You want a guy that's like, hey, I know what it's going to take to win, and you have to be better. So if if he is that type of vocal leader, I think that's a very good signing. Wallfall, I still yeah, love Wallfall so much. Should've, should've Every year him. I'm like, oh my gosh, is this the year? I, I just, the, the few times I've seen him play, um, and the people I talk to about him, um, he just does what you want. Mm-hmm. He he can play the eight, he can play the ten, he can play the six, he can play whatever you want. Again, experienced, winning midfielder. Um, he's been on some poorer teams, but I think he's a good player. So um, that's a that's a very good Great signing. Great signing, yeah. Uh, there, one we wanted. And then um, a guy that I know the least about, but was interesting. Uh, just, just because of the way they acquired him, um, the Roots signed Salih Muhammad. I believe that's how you say his name. Um, he's an, an Oakland native uh, or Bay Area native, 
and he was apparently transferred from New Mexico. Mm. Again, I don't know. I don't know all the details about that, uh, but another midfielder, and it was their first signing of the offseason. They made a kind of a bigger-ish deal about this. Like, oh, this is this is you know signaling that we're now in the championship and um, stuff like that. So, I he he played. In, in 2019, he started 17 games for New Mexico hmm. of the 32, p- appeared in 22. Uh, last year for New Mexico, started nine games, I think appeared in 12, so didn't uh, doesn't appear to be a starter. Um, maybe there was some injury there. Again, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell. Uh, but for Oakland, uh, it's going to be a good player, I guess. Uh, he did score an amazing goal last year. He did have an assist and score an amazing goal, was up for goal of the year, so hopefully maybe he he's found a home in, in in Oakland and can be more productive than just one goal and one assist but uh so far they seem to be building building a decent team that won't suck hmm. but i'm not as impressed with them in their expansion year as i am with San Diego in yeah. San Diego's expansion year last year yeah. and i think it just comes down to money 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 i think um, so too well money 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 in, in San Diego i mean San Diego is quite a nice place to live that's an attractive place to be especially under Landon Donovan yeah, so, I mean, that's. <laughs> I don't. I don't really know what else to add. The only other thing is about Oakland is they are making a solid effort to sign guys from Oakland or at least like the Na- Bay yeah, Area, yeah. right? So Emma Clemente, he's he kind of from the Bay-ish area. Um, I could see maybe Emma Clemente ending up there as like yeah. a, a backup center back or something like cool. that in an expansion year you want an experienced guy that he's your guy. Okay. Um, so there's, there's a few guys that they brought from their NISA team. I just don't know how they're going to fit in. I, they might be good players and maybe NISA was a better league than, you know, what it got credit for, but uh, who knows or what it gets credit for. So who knows? They, they may be good players, but they've only got 15 guys on the roster. They're going to need to sign five, six, seven more. So there's yeah. going to be more signings. So if you're, uh, maybe if you, you know, are looking at Oakland and being like, oh no, are they going to, well, you just can't tell. Like maybe they signed six more guys and we're like, oh my gosh, these are all great signings. Um, or maybe they signed six more guys and they are all backup signings and we go, oh, okay. Not that concerned. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the wrap up of what we can tell. Now, um, I do want to reach out to Chris Molina because he is the assistant for Dario Pot. Um, he's his first assistant. So I want to reach out to him and see if we can have him uh, on the show and not give us like a tactical breakdown, but just like tell us about the club. Tell us what we should expect yeah. from uh, the club. Both the community, they seem to be very well connected in the community. Mm-hmm. They even are trying to add a women's team. And I was just looking at their website today and they are, I'm sorry, what Nolan? I have a meeting at six. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we're, we're, I'm, this is my last point. They are trying to hire a, a person to uh, head up their, women's team initiative like they're trying to give them a full-time position to bring a women's team to oakland so i think oakland as a soccer team this year may underperform but oakland as a club connected to a community will overperform if that Mm -hmm. makes sense yeah which will give you money possibly in the long run right right so i'm really interested to see how this works out if they're able to get some type of stadium, permanent stadium thing done in the next five to 10 years. If they're able to bring a women's team in the next five to 10 years, if they're, even if it's not NWSL, something else, like I think that will affect the men's team in a positive way. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my, my more meta take 
on the Oakland routes, but the micro take for this year is I'm not really that concerned. And I don't, I don't really think they're going to be threatening second half of the season versus for like San Diego, much better second half of the season than they were first half. I don't think that's going to be Oakland this year. They might, but I don't think so. Yeah. You guys have any last thoughts before we get out of here? I think we that's have it. One minute left. So get Nolan to his meeting. Yep. Get Nolan to his meeting. All right, boys. <laughs> get the heck out of here. <laughs> All right. Well, as always, glory, glory. Sacramento. Sacramento.